Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Time on with Sam Hargraves on SEN. Uh, all the comings and goings from the AFL, the reaction to incentivizers' extraordinary Caulfield Cup win, and the question being asked already, should Richmond and Carlton maintain their reign on the season opener? That and a whole lot more. Your say on the news of the day. Time on. Ah, uh, Yes, indeed. Hello. Hope you've had as good a day as you possibly can, wherever you're finding us, however you're finding us. Uh, big thank you to everyone that got a test today, everyone that got vaccinated today. There's light at the end of the tunnel. There seems to be a renewed sense of hope and optimism around Melbourne, that's for sure. And uh, it just seems like, oh, the countdown to Friday and just a little bit extra in our lives. Cannot wait for that. Uh, So I hope uh, that that news landed in just the right way for you. It's been a tough seven-day snap lockdown, hasn't it, that's gone for 77 days. And um, I know that if you're anything like me, just 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 the ability to walk into a pub and have one off the wood, albeit sitting in a designated spot for a two-hour time limit, but to have one off the wood would just be magic, wouldn't it? <sighs> the countdown is on. So I hope that uh, you've... It's, been giving you just the shot in the arm, <laughs> pardon the pun, didn't actually mean that, uh, that you need uh, to, just to give you something to look forward to because uh, we certainly need it here, that's for sure. We certainly need it here. And then what does that mean for sport and Boxing Day's coming and uh, Australian Open as well, Formula One Grand Prix, AFLW season, uh, we've got cricket uh, back in earnest. So it just... Just when I heard that news, if you're anything like me, I just, I just put a smile on my face and I just put a bit of a spring in the step. So that's good news. Uh, 1-300-736-736 is the number to call your say on the news of the day. That's what this hour is all about. If you've been itching uh, to pick up the phone and call in because something has either put a bee in your bonnet, uh, uh, it's, something's tickled your fancy, you need to get something off your chest, you've got a view on what you've been listening to all day across SEN. One three hundred seven three six seven three six is the number. Your say on the news of the day zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. And I'm going to get to a question today. And I saw a tweet, and I've made my feelings on Twitter well known. I feel it's a bit of a toilet. Um, but every now and then you find something of interest, like the Swamp Thing. He's the best thing on Twitter for me. 
But I did see a tweet uh, from uh, Footy Classified on Nine, Footy on Nine, um, who was saying that there's a movement, there's a push, a push that has started to change the season opener from Richmond and Carlton to Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs. So have the grand final replay as a Melbourne home game at the MCG to start the season, unfurl the flag and, and make that make that the launching pad of the year. So I wanted to ask you before we go through the news of the day. Now, this when they say there's a push, I can't find a story anywhere, but I'm happy to roll with this because I find this an interesting question. Why is Richmond and Carlton the season opener? It's been going for, I think, 13 years now. Richmond have won 10 out of the 13 by an average winning margin of 33 points. I'm just thinking if you're going to make a really big statement to launch a season of football, why wouldn't it be the grand final replay? How is that not the best way to kick things off? It's the most recent game. They're the two teams with the most recent history. You get to unfurl the flag. Round one, fans would rock up in droves. It would surely rate higher. It would certainly get a bigger crowd, a grand final replay. And it seems to me that this is a tradition based on no tradition. What is the tradition that we're observing here? It's not Anzac Day. It's not Queen's birthday. It's not dream time. It's just two traditional Victorian teams. So it's tradition for the sake of tradition when there is no tradition to it. So I dug a little bit deeper. Now, both these teams, Richmond are still a big four club. Carlton haven't been for a long time. Now, their history is six times. They've played in grand finals, 21, 32, 1969, 72 and 73. And 82 was the last time they played in the grand final. So there can't be that. They're not the first two teams that ever played a game of Aussie rules. That was Scotch and Scotch College and Melbourne Grammar. They weren't the first teams to play when the VFL started in 1897. That was Fitzroy and Carlton. Fitzroy won that by 33 points at Brunswick Street Oval. So unless we're honouring that from a Carlton point of view, but if that was the case, then wouldn't it be Carlton playing the Brisbane Lions, who Fitzroy merged with? And they're certainly not the two teams that played in 1990 when it was the AFL era began, that was Carlton and Sydney, and the Swans won that by five points. So, really, Carlton's history in season openers, not great. It's sort of a little bit of lazy scheduling, isn't it? I think we need to make this more of an event. What better way to launch the season than to than win the replay of last year's grand final? Or if you are going to go down the line of, well, Carlton had the first ever VFL game and Carlton were the first ever AFL game, then... Link that somehow, but then Richmond, by that logic, wouldn't be there. So I'm really curious to get your thoughts on that and just test the water. Um, And given that we're all excited about being able to get back to the pub, I just want to see if this passes the pub test and see if you can answer the question for me because I can't figure out why. Why do Richmond and Carlton open the season? I cannot figure it out. I can't, for the life of me, find the solid inarguable reason as to why that goes and why that has happened. So that's what we want to delve into uh, throughout the course of this hour and uh, and the rest of the night. Uh, what's making news today, Sam Edmund was on Afternoons with Tim Gossage and broke uh, this story. So the club has been hit by a positive COVID test. In fact, it's the first positive in the men's or the women's game now for nearly 18 months. So the new rapid antigen testing regime that, of course, is being uh, used across the AFLW space at the moment raised the alarm when the player tested positive. Now, News Corp's reporting 
Tim, that every player was sent home as a precaution before the player had a more accurate COVID test, a standard test, if you like, on Saturday, which did, in fact, confirm the positive results. So Richmond and or the AFL will put out a statement very soon. But given that Victorian quarantine provisions did change in the last 24 hours, and I guess a likely move to require fully vaccinated workers to only quarantine for seven days instead of the standard uh, or the current 14. We're still working through the implications and what this means for, for Richmond, for the player involved, for the for the close contacts and such, and exactly how much quarantining will be needed here. So uh, watch this space. Of course, it was Connor McKenna last year who tested positive at Essendon and all the uncertainty that came with that. Sam Edmonds speaking to Tim Gossie today, who's filling in for Dwayne as Dwayne and Kingy fill in on drive, uh, enjoying all of that. Uh, Richmond have released a statement confirming that a member of their AFLW program has tested positive for COVID-19. The person registered a positive rapid antigen test on the arrival at the club on Saturday, October 16th, which in line with current protocols meant the scheduled training session didn't go ahead. Uh, PCR COVID test confirmed the positive result. In line with the current government advice, all program members who attended the club at the prior training session on Thursday, October 14th, have remained isolated, um, and so on it goes. Uh, but this comes on a day where we've found out that uh, two-time Adelaide Premiership player, Denny Van Hagen, um, has reportedly told the club she's not willing to receive a COVID-19 vaccination. Um, played in two flags for Adelaide, 31 games. She's actually a nurse as well, so I found that quite fascinating that as a nurse, she's not wanting to get vaccinated either. Um Adelaide, um, Nicole Livingston, uh, the boss of the league, uh, the AFLW, uh, was on with Jared Waitley earlier today and, and spoke about the vaccination advice currently for AFLW players. It's an interesting one because the, it was the Victorian government mandated that Victorian AFL and AFLW players who are deemed as essential workers need to be vaccinated. South Australian government hasn't made that declaration. This was Nicole Livingston today. Yeah, well, we've done as much as we can in terms of um, uh, medical advice. We've run information sessions. If a player feels like they need more information, then we're happy to provide that and have those conversations as well. But at the end of the day, we are still living through a global pandemic. And, you know, if anybody, whether or not it's AFL, AFLW or any other sport, feels like, um, you know, playing a sport during a global pandemic is is not for them, then I, you know, have to respect that as well. So um, there's still, given it's a, a player from South Australia, there's still a little more time uh, to work through that approach for, for Danny as well. I don't know the intimate details of that, but... Uh, we'll support the players as much as we can to make an informed choice. Is the expectation that to participate in this coming season you would need to be vaccinated? Look, I, I think with the different um, different board, and again, we don't know what it looks like in January. There could be changes. We now know that there's some changes going on in Victoria with restrictions. So um, it is a bit of a wait-and-see approach in terms of what the different borders are going to look like and different state requirements. But it certainly is going to make it um, much easier to be uh, an athlete if you are uh, vaccinated. Uh, AFLW boss Nicole Livingston uh, also uh, was asked about the daily rapid antigen. Yeah, well, obviously, as you know, AFLW, our players are part-time in nature, so they're also working. Um, Some of them are working in uh, frontline employment as well. So our priority is always protecting not only our players and our staff, but also the broader community as well. Um, Yes, rapid antigen testing, but also PCR testing as well. Um, You know, we we are doing as much as we can to try to protect uh, our players and also be uh, responsible in the position that we hold for the rest of the community as well.
And how will the competition deal with a player who uh, thus far is resisting the vaccination process? So Denny Verhagen is... Uh, she's been noted as a player who doesn't feel yet she's in a position to make that informed choice. What what will the competition uh, do with such a player? Yeah, well, we've done as much as we can in terms of um, uh, medical advice. We've run information sessions. If a player feels like they need more information, then we're happy to provide that and have those conversations as well. But at the end of the day, we are still living through a global pandemic. And, you know, if anybody, whether or not it's AFL, AFLW or any other sport, feels like, um, you know, playing a sport during a global pandemic is is not for them, then I, you know, have to respect that as well. So um, there's still, given it's a, a player from South Australia, there's still a little more time uh, to work through that approach for, for Danny as well. I don't know the intimate details of that, but... Uh, we'll support the players as much as we can to make an informed choice. Uh, some delistings today. North Melbourne have made four changes to their list. Uh, Sean Attlee, Trent Dumont, Tom Campbell, Charlie Ham not offered contracts in 2022. Uh, Sean Attlee, 234 games uh, across uh, 11 seasons uh, with the Roos. Um, he's one of only 33 players to reach a 200-game milestone at North Melbourne. So those changes made uh, today. So they joined Taylor Garner, Dom Tyson, Will Walker, Connor Menadieu, uh, Robbie Tarrant, who was traded to Richmond, and they got Callum Coleman-Jones. Uh, the Roos now have picks 1, 20, 42, 47, 72, and 77 uh, in the draft. Uh, Michael Hibbard signed on for a one-year deal, um, 33 years of age. Actually, let me just double-check that. 32 years of age. Um, but that comes on a day, uh, the premiership player uh, comes on a day where Marty Hoare was delisted after 14 games and rookie Kai DeClace uh, delisted as well, who they took in the mid-season draft. I reckon he might get a second chance somewhere. Uh, let's get to your calls now. The idea of moving the season open, of changing the season open. I ask the question, why is it Richmond and Carlton? It's not a tradition like Anzac Day or like the Dreamtime uh, or like Queen's Birthday. It just seems to be something that's happened and then just kept happening for no real rhyme or reason. So should we change that? And would the better way to start the season be, especially after Melbourne fans not having been able to be there uh, for the grand final, that um, long, long wait for them to break the 57-year drought and they could be there for round one, hopefully, to see the the, uh, the flag unfurled, uh, kick the season off the right way with a grand final replay. I love people who can't have a debate or or talk about something without insulting you. I always feel like I've won straight away when no one can do that. So we've got a couple. You're an idiot. <laughs> Carlton v Richmond gets a packed almost full crowd round one, regardless of how the preseason, previous season has gone and should continue to be rewarded for it. Also, what a way to further traumatise the losing side. Oh, come on. Don't know if the doggies would be putting their hand up for that game. Oh, so they're never going to play Melbourne again, are they? The dogs will never play Melbourne again because they lost a grand final. And you're calling me an idiot. Plus, the all-important TV rights would likely prefer the rematch later on. Ratings, storytelling purposes. Uh, season opener should be Premier's flag unfurling. There's a heap of text coming through. I just wanted to read that because I, I do laugh at the people uh, that cannot have the debate without sending the insult as well. Uh, it always does really make me laugh. Uh, Brad's in Myrtleford. G'day, Brad. How you going, mate? Yeah, good. What have you got for me? Round one, season what? opener. Oh, I've got two examples for you. Um, was unfortunate to lose a grand final in Bushfooty up here. And then round one the following year, we played the, the team that beat us in the grand final. And I, as a collective, I don't think our group was as fit and as determined to hit round one as you'd ever seen a, a group of men go. Right. And the other thing is, I'm a 
massive Richmond supporter. Couldn't get a ticket to 2017. Managed to get a ticket to 2019. But round one 2018 would have been ideal. Richmond, Adelaide, MCG would have filled it. And um, the old mate on the text before was saying about um, uh, the numbers and the crowds and all that sort of stuff. Well, Melbourne foot's great this year. Um, it would be standing room only. And, and so I love that, Brad, the idea that let's not insult the Western Bulldogs by saying they wouldn't want to play Melbourne. You're saying that the team that beat you, you couldn't wait to get a crack at them after they'd beat you in a grand final and it actually helped your pre-season. It just once the draw comes out, um, yeah, the collective group were just round one was what we were aiming for um, and I think we actually did win uh, round one and, and, and it does... It does get the monkey off the back a bit, you know. Obviously, if you lose uh, two games in a row to the same team, um, that's probably going to be a little bit hard to come back from. But if the Bulldogs could get up round one, you know, they could set their season right up for next year. Uh, beautifully done, Brad. I like that. And the other thing, too, is we do give a lot of focus to any grand final replay when it happens. And it's a narrative that coaches can't control. And it becomes almost a bit of distraction. We've heard coaches talk about that as well. They try to keep it pretty on the straight and narrow, just another game, da-da-da, we're looking forward, not back, and all the cliches that come around that. If you knock it over in round one, then you don't have to talk about it again. That's the benefit there as well. Uh, one 736 Alex, Rob, Damien, Joe, I'll come straight to you on the other side of this. Time on, SEN. <laughs> Uh, score update, Sheffield Shield action happening at the moment. Um, South Australia need 84 runs to win. Uh, the doubleheader being played today. Um, Redback 6 for 240 uh, on the final day there at the Adelaide Oval. And uh, in the other game, uh, Western Australia versus Tassie. Uh, Tassie 6 for 177 uh, on day two. They trailed by 61 runs with four wickets remaining. Western Australia posted uh, a first inning score of 238. Uh, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Your say on the news of the day. Uh, plenty of people wanted to have a chat uh, in regards to what we do about round one. Before we do that, Rob in Strathmore, who was the first caller through, but just on a different topic, which we'll address now with you, Rob. Hello, mate. How you going, Sam? Good, thanks. Um, mate, sorry, sorry to change the subject, but I hadn't heard it on SEN today. I've been listening most of the day. I just wanted to talk about Mo Salah's goal against Watford. I don't know if you saw it. I know your producer did, and his goal last week against Man U, uh, sorry, Man City, were two of the most unbelievable goals I've ever seen. And Jurgen Klopp has come out and said he's now, at this time, the best player in the world. That's high praise, very high praise. I haven't seen it. I'd seen little bits and pieces being said about it uh, on various social media platforms, but I haven't had a chance to look at it, Rob, but I certainly will. And, uh, and then I'll be able to, um, uh, I'll be able to uh, either give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Uh, But um, from everything that I've heard and I've read, um, it was pretty darn special. Uh, Describe it for us. Well, Sam, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great goals. In, in EPL, and you know, you can have big shots from outside the box, or you know, but this one, he danced around four defenders, and at one stage, he put his foot on top of the ball and just held it, sort of mesmerised them. He then came in towards, in towards goal. 
Oh, yeah, I've just seen it. But he got around the three. He, they were he, all surrounding him. Came back, yes. He came back on his left and he put it right in the... It was just... To watch it in slow motion is just—it's like watching someone yes. ballet dance. No, it was—that was phenomenal. <laughs> Three defenders all around him. He steps through all of them, <laughs> then checks the kick, sends the defender the wrong way like a broken compass, <laughs> and then puts it through on the angle from the corner of the box, uh, the right corner. Uh, beautifully done. Like it, Rob. Thank you very much for calling. That was—that was really good to watch. Uh, Damien's in Strathmore. G'day, Damien. G'day, mate. How you doing? Yeah, good. Round one. Yeah, the reason why they have Richmond and Carlton is because every year it's like 75,000 plus. And there's been three times where it's been 80,000 plus and one even 95,000. So the crowds are guaranteed every year, whether Richmond are on the bottom or Carlton are on the bottom or both of us are successful. I mean, what if Frio play GWS in the grand final? Are we going to have that as the opener the following year? Yeah, you can not? set your clock on why. Who's going to go at the MCG? Two people? Well, Richmond and Carlton guarantee the crowd every year. It doesn't have to be MCG though, does it? Well, if hang on, if they're guaranteed a crowd, why does it have to be round one? Because they know that every year it's been successful. It's been seventy-five thousand so plus. So would, it, would it be successful in any other round at any other time of the year? Yeah, but if you're going to have the opening night, you want to make sure it's a big night. You want to make sure it's a big crowd, big atmosphere. And it's always on a Thursday night. I mean, how many other... It's just guaranteed success. I mean, that's the only... I'm not saying you shouldn't change it. Mm. I'm just saying that's the reason why they do it. And well, because that, they know they're going to get 70,000 plus. Is that not lazy, though, Damien? Is that just unimaginative? Well, if it works, well, you know, it's like the old saying, yeah, don't, don't, if, it's, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah, That's probably why the I, AFL do it. Me, I mean, I wouldn't worry me, last... me. Being a Richmond supporter, I don't care. But when was the last I mean, one no, of those I... games with an average winning margin of 33 points? And, and by the way, I'm not one to make the argument that teams should, should lose marquee games. But this isn't really a marquee game. This is just – this is an Anzac Day or Queen's birthday or any of those. It's just what it is. But the, the, there's never the opening really game been – it is a marquee game because it's the first game of the year and everyone's itching to go to the football. It doesn't matter who it is, but, you know, so, so people are going to go because it's the first game of the year. So at least, yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, if you put someone else on, it wouldn't bother me. I don't care as a Richmond yeah. supporter. It doesn't bother me one bit. But I'm just trying to explain. I think that's why the AFL do do it because they know they're going to get a good crowd. But as you've just said, everybody's itching to go around one. Yeah. So but But, but you know, at least, up. you know... Yeah, but because it's a Thursday night, you, you never know whether because you know Thursday night some people mightn't go because it's a working night of the week. Yeah, you know? but it used to always be on um, Good Thursday, so you'd always have the public. Hol- there was about three or four years in a row where it was always fell on Holy Thursday, so you'd have the um, the Friday the next day off. So it always worked well, even better then. So. Either way, mate, I don't care. No, it's it's good. It's whatever good the chat, AFL want to do. Yeah, it's a good chat. I think we're, we're, I understand where you're at with it. Well, might as well just leave it because it's always done that. But as you, you're helping me make some arguments too, which I'm grateful for, is that if we're all itching and eager to go, especially in Victoria, um, what better way to start the season next year than Melbourne and the Western Bulldogs, especially given that Melbourne didn't get, weren't able to be there um, to see that drought broken. Uh, Alex is in Northcote. G'day, Alex. Oh, g'day, Sam. Love your show. Thank you. Uh, and to the people on Twitter and uh, the others, keep sticking it into them. You know, they just want no no, no authority for, for nothing. I, I don't know why you get abused. I mean, we're talking football here, not, you know, uh, you know, political things. But anyway, uh, with the previous caller, I'm the same. I'm a Richmond supporter. Mm. I agree with him. I wouldn't be too fussed if that if we didn't get it uh, every year either. But I think that he was right about... I think it just pulls a crowd. 
uh, you know, you could put Essendon and Collingwood or, you know, whatever clubs there are. The grand final, uh, for example, this year, it'd be great. But sometimes it'd be difficult if they're interstate teams. Uh, you know, I'm not sure about that. But I, I would have thought the same thing. It was just the crowd, you know. Uh, it, it pulls a big crowd. But, you know, other teams, good luck to them. I've I, I got no problem with it. Yeah, it's interesting, Alex. I, I, I'm not convinced that even if it was interstate teams that it wouldn't get a crowd. I don't think if it's interstate teams that it has to be at the MCG. Um, the, the season opener doesn't have to be at the MCG, does it? Or is that part of the deal as well? Even if it is, I think you can still make that a, a marquee game. I really think you can. And getting a couple of texts saying um, from our last call that his argument was spot on. You asked for a reason, but you won't concede. What's the average margin got to do with it? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Just in case I didn't realise that that was a question mark uh, with a question with one question mark. The margin in the grand final was 74 points. I'll, t- I'll cop that. The average winning margin has nothing to do with it, but it hasn't really been a spectacle, has it? I mean, it, it hasn't really set the world on fire as it is. It's just got a crowd. I think it will get a crowd regardless. And I think it would mean more at the start of the year if it was a grand final replay. It's, there's something significant about it. I was just trying to find the significance in it being Richmond and Carlton, and I couldn't find any other than Carlton played in the first game of the VFL in 1897. That was against Fitzroy. And they played in the first game of the AFL era. So I'm actually okay if Carlton are to be there, but if that's the significance, then why is it not Brisbane or Sydney if that's the reason? But I can't see the real reason, and I'm not really keen on conceding until someone actually gives me an unequivocal and inarguable answer uh, to the question of why it has to be these two teams other than the fact that they've got decent supporter bases, or in in Richmond's case especially, and Carlton's as well, but Richmond obviously with a lot more members. one 736 736. Uh, there's plenty of other stuff making news as well, which we will get to, but there's uh, a lot of people who wanted to call in about round one. Joe's in Roval. G'day, Joe. Hey, Sammy. How are you? Uh, really well. Thanks, um, mate. Yeah, before I talk about the round one, just, you know, how we're easing restrictions now on Friday. Yes. How, how appropriate that the petrol's at $2 a litre, eh? How's that for timing? Uh, so now that you can go wherever you want, but you can't afford to put petrol in your car. But anyway... Um, Round one, I reckon there should be the grand finalists that play off, but there would be a problem if a Hawthorne-Geelong play off in the grand final. What do you do with Easter Monday? Just repeat that for me again, Joe. Sorry, I just lost you for a minute. I was just saying um, I'm, I'm very happy with the, the grand final, the two grand final teams playing off in round one the year after, but what would happen if Hawthorne and Geelong played off in a grand final? What would you do with Easter Monday? We can't, we, Hawthorne can't get rid of that time slot. That's our standing. That's a good question. That's a good question, Joe. Uh, I hadn't thought about that, and, and I'd need to give it a little bit more thought. Um, it's not; it wouldn't be the first time we've seen teams play each other in pretty quick succession. That happens from time to time throughout uh, several seasons when teams play each other twice. You sometimes play a team, um, not, not probably not in that short a period of time, but certainly in each year, there's you'll see an example of a team playing someone a lot sooner than they've played uh, a heap of other teams just for the way that they want to put the schedule together. Um, I reckon that's a cross that bridge if and when. Uh, and given where Hawks are at the moment, mate, I don't, I don't know if it's a real concern for the next probably four to five years. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? I mean, I reckon I'm a bit optimistic with Hawthorne, you know. I mean, a lot of people are negative about the Hawks, but, I mean, we beat the Bulldogs. We drew with Melbourne. Um, we drew with Richmond, which, I mean, no, the draws could have easily been wins, yeah? So I don't reckon we were that bad, Sam. I reckon, we, I mean, 
No, if those no, teams that we've lost not. to enjoy the benchmark. So yeah. I mean, I don't think we're that far off. Yeah, not no. You, I, I think I think you're right about the way in which Hawthorne finished the season. I think a lot of that though did come down to the coaching. Um, and I'm just going to reserve my judgment. And from everything we're told, that Sam Mitchell is going to be uh, is a is a you know a budding genius as a coach. So I'm really hoping that that's the case. Um, I, I I I was really happy with how Hawthorne finished the season. I still think though, given where they're at, that it is going to be longer rather than shorter in terms of getting back contesting to finals um, and mm. consistently contesting in finals. And that's okay as long as the build is done in the right manner. And it just given that the draft hand didn't get strengthened uh, in the trade period, um, they got that pick five, which is great. It, I think it's just going to take a, a little bit longer. Uh, but I appreciate the call, Joe. Always great to chat to you. And, and thanks for the kind words. Uh, Steve's in Woodville. G'day, Steve. How are you? All right, Sam? I'm really well. Thank you for asking. I think it's a wonderful state. First time caller. And I think your station is wonderful. I absolutely love it. I've had it on in Adelaide for about 18 months now. And uh, you're a wonderful communicator. Thought I'd throw that in first. It's <laughs> very kind <laughs> but, of you, Steve. Thank uh, you. On, on your idea, I think Melbourne and Bulldogs, seeing as no one from Melbourne was able to see them live, round one sounds a wonderful idea. I'm also a Richmond supporter living in Adelaide, but, you know, they have that every other year. And in the SANFL here, they play the grand finalists on Anzac Day every year, the year after. But, that, of course, that couldn't happen in Melbourne because Collingwood and Essendon uh, have so much money riding Anzac Day. But I like your idea, round one, and play Richmond and Carlton on the Friday night. Uh, Steve, wonderful to hear from you. Thanks so much for, for picking up the phone. It's, uh, it's a treat to be uh, your first, uh, the person you've called first, mate. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 Just this one off the text. Why is Easter Monday sacrosanct for Hawthorne? Why Essendon, Collingwood, Anzac Day? Just leave it how it is. That is why traditions are tradition. That's from Hoff from Rove. I, I get traditions are traditions. I'm, I'm not sure this is a tradition. I think this is just habit. I can't find the tradition around this is what is was part of the, the opener and part of my curiosity around it. I don't know if it is actually tradition. I think it's just habit. Yeah, it's, it is. I, I absolutely accept your point, Hoff. Uh, I am a big fan of a lot of those games that are the traditional games or the people that came up with that idea, whether it be Anzac Day or Dreamtime, the teams that played in that inaugurally um, and, and, and put the effort into building it up and getting it off the ground, I absolutely think they should keep those games, and those are traditions worth keeping. I just don't know if this is one, is it? one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 736 We're going to hear from all the connections involved uh, with Incentivise. What a win in the Caulfield Cup. Pete Moody, Brett Preble has been on today. Uh, Steve Traeger as well, and uh, your calls as well. You'll stay on the news of the day. That's what Time On's all about, SEN. Uh, there is a bit of smoke coming, especially from the uh, the temper tech, 043-98-1116. Temper mattress like no other. Uh, footy on nine today tweeting that there is a push to move away from the Carlton-Richmond opener that has been the case uh, for about the last 13 seasons. 10-13 uh, Richmond's way. Average winning margin of 33 points. Just throwing it out there. Um, and maybe making it the grand final replay. Unfurl the flag. Uh, Melbourne home fans... At uh, the MCG, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We've got a Twitter poll up at time on SEN. Fifty three percent saying grand final replay. That's a lot closer than I thought.
It would be, but 53% at the moment. A couple off the text. Uh, I'm a bit over the Melbourne-centric nature of the AFL scheduling. I'm not suggesting we move the grand final, but all the traditional, in air quotes, or they actually are written quotes, uh, games are Melbourne-based, and we often forget it's a national competition. Why don't we move the season open around the states every year? It's about time interstate clubs get thrown a bone every now and again. I'm not opposed to that either. Um, Ben says it's probably because their fans show up, but on the grand final replay concept, I like the idea of setting the scene for the year with a reminder of who and what every team is hunting. I like that, Ben. Beautifully phrased there. Um, yeah, liking what you've done there. Nice piece of work. Uh, Alex wants to know why not Collingwood and Melbourne? Well, they've got the traditional Queen's birthday, so I think that fits nicely there for them. Uh, and Mal at uh, Manor Lake says, great idea. The two GF sides start of the year. A no-brainer for me. Uh, and off the text, because Carlton v. Richmond pulled the biggest crowds. Just look at the facts. Five years. But I agree. First game back should always be grand final replay. Uh, another one off the text. Two biggest clubs in Melbourne, mate. Supporter base as well. I don't know if Carlton are in the top two biggest clubs in Melbourne. Would it still be Richmond and Collingwood? I would have thought so, based on member numbers. one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Mark's in Bacchus Marsh. G'day, Mark. Hey, Sammy. How are you, man? I'm good, thank you, mate. What have you got for me? Well, I've got a couple of things. I All actually right. agree for this. I actually agree for next season, because you can always go back again to what it was. But if people are going to say mm. crowd, I'm pretty sure you pulled 90,000 for Melbourne and the Doggies especially if it's a Melbourne home game and all their sport down bananas in pyjamas. So. Yeah, yeah it's, it's exactly. Mark, I just want to ask you, do you think that, that it would be a lesser crowd on the Friday night with Carlton Richmond? If they went, okay, Thursday night we're going to start the season, grand final replay, um, Friday night can be Carlton Richmond. Is there going to be less people? I mean, are people just not going to turn up because they're so indignant about not being the season opener? I wouldn't have thought so. No, that, they'll still, Friday night will still pull for Richmond Carlton because all the Richmond nuff nuffs will go. But then you've got the new coach for Carlton and new recruits. So Carlton supporters will have their new season, new hope. We're going to finally do something. And they'll probably show up as well. So, yeah, I think if you, flip, if you had played that on a Friday, you wouldn't have a problem. But other people said, I heard someone say, oh, yeah, Dogs got smashed by 7-7. Seven, seven. Great, great replay. Well, 77 points in the granny. Well, Cast your mind back to the year 1983. Hawthorne destroyed Essendon by 83 points in the grand final. And then look what happened in 1984. Um, Pre-season can be a long time in footy, can't it? And it was a great point that we had a caller make before, who just name escapes me, who talked about in their own local footy that they got to do a grand final replay against a team that beat them. And that set the scene for their pre-season. They had round one penciled in. They never worked harder in a pre-season than what they did the year they knew that they were going to be facing the team that knocked them off in the granny uh, in the round one opener. Uh, Ben's in Perth. G'day, Ben. G'day, Sammy. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Thanks, mate. Mate, a couple of options. So if you want to do grand final replay, um, then why not go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So everyone plays the team above or below them, and that gives the lower teams then a chance to at least get off the mark. Or go with grand final opener, but everyone plays one game at home. So you have, what is it, 17 games. I know we all want more football, so if they want to do it, then they can go out to one and a half. But everyone plays the same teams each year, but it's, different home or away games. At least then for the fans, like for us in Perth, we like to come over to Melbourne for a weekend of football. At least we know what games we can go to two years out and actually plan ahead. So, sorry if I'm getting this wrong, Ben, but by that you're saying there's teams that you'd never, ever play? 
No, well, if there's two options. So if you wanted to do the uh, grand final replay as round one, then do that. But for one option, you could do grand final replay, then third and fourth, fifth and sixth, seventh and eighth, and so forth. Or basically everyone plays one game at home against an opponent, and then the following year they play that same game at the same time, but in the opposite stadium. Oh, so you want to set up? Tra- you want to get? You want to set up traditional season openers? So it's the same teams play each other every single year. Yeah, but whoever finishes the highest, the two teams that finish the highest, start the season. Okay, uh, I like it. thinking outside the box, Ben. Thank you so much for the suggestion. Greatly appreciated. One three hundred seven three six seven three six. A couple of texts. Uh, Evan says, Sammy, I get so frustrated with this discussion around the 74-point margin on how bad a grand final it was. These people clearly did not watch the game. I'm a Bulldog supporter, and I loved the game other than the result. Evan, I think that's a very poignant uh, statement. I I get the feeling there's a lot who go, oh, what what kind of game was that, 74 points? Yeah, you, you really had to have watched that to know that we saw something rather extraordinary that we may not have seen, I think. And someone pointed out to me that um, when Essendon came back against Hawthorne, it was not the same amount of goals in the same amount of time, but they were behind at three-quarter time. Um, so whilst it wasn't as big an onslaught, an avalanche of goals in a short amount of time, it certainly was a massive comeback in a grand final. And we rarely see we rarely see that, do we? 19 points down, 19, minute, uh, 19 points down, 10 minutes to go in the third quarter were Melbourne. And then what we saw was just... Mind-blowing. So you're 100% right, Evan. It was a really good grand final. A really, really good grand final. Uh, Another off the text. A couple more coming through. Um, Carlton and Richmond both have big fan bases who, until recently, would ritually microwave their memberships by round 10 and claim that the game had gone soft. The AFL just wanted to capitalise on this huge but famously temperamental crowd. Bobby on the road. I started reading that halfway, Bobby realising, and that's when I started laughing that you're going to get me in trouble. But uh, thank you. For that uh, little bit of humour, uh, season opener should be premiers unflag. Uh, a flag should be premiers flag unfurling. Off the text, uh, are you kidding? You'll only get half the crowd that Tigers v Blues. That's from Andy. I don't know if that's. I, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that, Andy. Um, not if it's a grand final replay. Uh, why not have the grand final rematch as the Friday night game? Get two big games. What if the grand final rematch was Giants v West Coast? That would not be a huge match. That's from Bob. Um, what about the anti-grand final? The two losing prelim teams play each other. Maybe that can be a, a, a set-in-stone game every year as well. Um, I don't recall a better idea all year with having a replay of the grand final as the opener. Bring it on. That's from Ron in Tatura. Um, I probably wouldn't be the first person that's – actually, I know for a fact. I'm not the first person that suggested that, Ron, but thank you nonetheless for your kind words. Uh, why would you have the grand final rematch of the season opener? You're turning two blockbuster games into one. Idiotic. <laughs> Uh, that's come through as well. Uh, so if the Blues lose the opening game, do the Bombers lose Anzac Day? Do the Pies lose Queen's birthday? The Tigers lose Anzac Eve? Ridiculous bias garbage. That's <laughs> from JB in St Kilda. I, I don't know where the bias comes from, JB. You, can you text me back and let me know how I'm being biased there? Those games that you mentioned, as I said before, those are actually marquee traditional games. Now, yes, the first game of the season can be argued as being marquee, there is a reason behind those traditions. I don't see that there hasn't been a reason behind this other than, oh, yeah, two clubs with fan bases, they'll turn up, they'll watch, we'll just chuck that in. It, it seems to me that this is more habit than tradition, but that's just my view, and I'm happy to, to talk about it. 
736 736. Gee, Sam, I'm sick of hearing if Richmond and Carlton should be the first game of the season. Questions were being asked when Richmond weren't travelling well. Now the same question is being asked because Carlton aren't doing well. No matter what, no matter what under normal conditions the game gets a huge crowd, please leave it as it is. That's from Michael. Michael, I, I don't, I'm not bringing this up because I don't think Carlton deserve it. And it's, and it's, not, in, it's not the argument about, well, their form doesn't warrant it. Because I've argued against that in the past. I did bring up the average winning margins. That was more just a little bit of tongue-in-cheek and wanting just to show that they haven't actually necessarily been great games that we've got uh, over that 13-year tradition. Well, actually, I shouldn't say tradition because I'm arguing against that as well. I've just contradicted myself, Julia. Uh, That 13-year run, we'll call it. But I am – so I'm not saying that it's their form that says that they shouldn't have it. I'm asking why, in the first place, both these teams do have it. And could we do something better? to kickstart the season. Does that get you excited as a football fan? Does that get the the energy pumping, the adrenaline flowing? Richmond and Carlton, is there? I just cannot find the reason why we do it. And therefore, if there isn't a reason, then why aren't we looking at changing it? one 736 736 a tradition that's not really based on any tradition, is a strange one to me. Uh, back to wrap up time on the other side of this. Hey, we will be getting into Sporting Capital, Heroes and Villains. Uh, from the weekend of sports. So start thinking about your nominations for that. Kawaja's up there now, uh, you know, to use the experience of Kawaja, and he too has to convince them that his technique outside off is solid. Mm-hmm. He, he sometimes doesn't get that front foot going with enough intensity and crashes cover drives and off drives. He, I see in the highlights last night, his pull shot is back. So I've seen him play some stunning innings a long time ago where he just pulled everything and they crashed into the boundary. So that pull shot, he can rock back, play that or a cut or drive powerfully. His drives let him down uh, in in the end of his couple of test stints where he's nicked a few too many. So he hasn't played test cricket since 2019 and he's now 34. Um, yep. do you, would you pick him if he if his form holds up, if he keeps batting well? There's a lot of shield cricket to be played. Yeah. So all through November. So, so you know, this might ebb and flow a bit, but if he keeps his form up, and Marcus Harris doesn't really, that's who he's up against really. If Pikoski doesn't come through, he'll be judged by psychiatrists and psychologists as well as uh, physical people. Um, and, and he's got to get playing as well. Melbourne and New South Wales or Victoria and New South Wales haven't played yet, so they'll get that going. Um, but, yep, Kawaja, if, he, if his form stays like this, I'm picking him. Ian Healy on SEN in Brizzy talking about Usman Kawaja. 174 he made uh, in the second innings for Queensland. That match has just petered out to a draw, uh, by the way. Uh, South Australia and Queensland at the Adelaide Oval. Mark Steckity, man of the match, got 10 wickets for the match. Uh, so very deserving uh, of that man of the match honour. But that's a big question, isn't it? Usman Kawaja, should he be brought in as an opener if Will Bukowski, who is the heir apparent, uh, isn't right to go? And it's, uh, it is a good question. We'll talk more about it in Heroes and Villains, but I'll just give you some numbers when we do that uh, about Usman Kawaja as an opener. You might already know those, but you might not either. A um, couple of little bits and pieces making news. Jared Brander has been delisted after four seasons. So he's a top 10 draft pick with the West Coast Eagles. 22 games for them. Uh, he's going to explore his options elsewhere as a delisted free agent. Um, and Collingwood and Richmond engaged in a pick swap ahead of uh, the draft, November 24th, 25th. So Collingwood gave pick 27 of the Tigers. They get picks 30, 40, uh, 38, 40, and a future third-round selection in return. And have a listen to this for a draft hand for the Tigers. 7, 15, 26, 27, 28. Geez, they've done well in this trade period. They've had 
one year where they haven't made finals after winning three out of the last four flags before this season. And they've gone straight back to the draft to replenish. They brought in a key defender uh, in Robbie Tarrant as well. Yep, they've lost some promising youth in Marvio Chole and Callum Coleman-Jones, but well done to Richmond. They've set themselves up nicely for another crack at the draft. That's it from time on. There's plenty more uh, that's been making news. We can address that in Sporting Capital, uh, but get your calls in for heroes and villains. We'll do that next. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.